Hey guys, so welcome to Room 26 podcast with me, Freddie Nawaka. Just a, you know, casual, laid back, unadulterated conversation with friends, celebrity guests, and you, of course. Hold on, <laughs> you are listening, right? All right, good. Freddie, what's going on, man? You good? I'm fine, brother, man. I'm nice, man. How are you feeling today, man? The sun's shining. The sun's shining. The breeze is blowing. It's just a regular, lovely spring day. You know how it is. <laughs> Who answered the phone today, then? Who's on the phone today? Uh, well, you know, I'm always trying to bring people that inspire me and, you know, those people that um, I look up to um, and, 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 and get light from. Do you know what I'm saying? So today I've got none other than my brother, man, Ashley Waters, on the show. Welcome, Ashley. Yes, my brother. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's good to you, be a part of this. All right, you know what? On the real, I want to say, I want to say um, a massive thank you to you, bro, like, for various things. I haven't said it in the past, man, but I want to just kick off the show by saying thank you, like, firstly, for being you, you understand, um, for inspiring me and inspiring a lot of people, man. I feel like, especially as black men, we don't tell each other thank you, do you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate mm. what others do for us, man. So I just wanted to kick off the show by saying a massive thank you, man, for being the person you are and, you know, inspiring not just me, but a generation of people, man. No, I appreciate that, brother. And listen, I, you know, you know what my response is always to that, is that thank you, you know what I'm saying? Because like you inspire me as well and I, I don't know where, how much people know that are listening to this podcast but you are probably you're one of the hardest people hardest working people i know but you're a grown. <laughs> you see when you say you're going to get things done you get things done and in this world i know because i know a lot of them there's a lot of people that don't know how to complete and finish bro. you know what i mean and if you're not um, an expert at completing something seeing it from the beginning to the end you're very unlikely to have success in this, no matter how much talent you've got. So I praise you for that, man. No, thank you, brother. All right, so, you know what? I'm going to get right into the interview, bro. I'm going to go I'm gonna go right in. So, like, all right, so, getting back, right? Going back, there was a time, right, when, I'll keep it real with you, bro. There was a time when I was walking around, right, and people were like, oh, are you and Ashley in beef? Are you and Ashley got beef? I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, nah, I swear you and Ashley are in some kind of war or something. So I was like, huh? And this is, this is when I didn't really know you too well. And I'm thinking, what, mm. what are they talking about? And then um, when I looked at it, it came from this music thing. Because back in the day, I was rapping in it. So when I was rapping, I had like a little um, American twang. And I think you must have done a post saying, or written something saying, um, boy, I'm not feeling Freddie, or I'm not feeling those British rappers that sound with an American accent, or something like that. And I think due to the way I was back then, running around with certain people and doing certain stuff, they were like, nah, Fred and Ashes in beef. And it weren't never no beef, but I never ever got to ask you about it and say like, right, what was that? What, what was that, a tweet? I, do you know what? Someone came, I think it was either a tweet or in a magazine. No, Twitter wasn't even out then, bro. I think it was yeah. like, in a, I think it was in an interview. And I think you, you might have named me and you might have named Iceberg Slim. And you said something like, along mm. the lines of not feeling those British mm. rappers, that's, yeah, ooh. Like, mm. it was those, <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man's putting me on the I, spot. What have I done to you? And you know what it was? Yeah. Back then, I was running around, obviously doing my thing, and I was more on the road than I was doing music. But I didn't know you then. Yeah. I just knew who, I knew, like, I knew the name, but I didn't know who you was. And yeah. if I was honest, I'm like, when I, when I see this brother, like, like, is he actually going at me like that? 
you know what I mean? And we never ever bucked up. I mean, obviously, time passed on, and then we know the same people, and it's yeah, been, yeah. it's always been love. But I've yeah, never had a conversation with you about it. And I was like, well, I need to ask you, it like, what was it? Hundred percent, obviously. I mean, listen, I, like, I can't remember it, so but I know I must have said it because I do remember a time when I was going through that, and I, I may have, I may have pinpointed you at that point because. Um, there was a wave, obviously there was a wave of artists or musicians, rappers at that time that were kind of, uh, uh, you know, going along the American lines, you know what I'm saying, an American structure or whatever. But if I'm honest with you, my detest came from, that actually came from my own crew. Because oh, wow. we, yeah, no, seriously, because we were all using American accents. So all of us started off rapping with an American accent. I don't know if people will remember that. If you look at Soul Soul, it's like early, 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 early stuff. Like I'm saying before, oh no, music that we were putting out or whatever. We kind of went from the American twang coming from hip hop and, you know, listening to UK hip hop or whatever. And then that's when we kind of, and then we, we adopted more the, the UK garage MC sound as we went into becoming artists. But I can't explain it away like I didn't say it. I probably did. I actually don't remember it. I probably did, and that was a bit of my, I suppose, my ignorance at the time, and me thinking, you know, when you're like, you, you know, you feel like you're on top or whatever, you just yeah, like, I mean, you know what I mean? I it's, a bit of, it's a bit of bravado or whatever, but it weren't like, it wasn't a thing where I was like, I was, you know me, and like now you know me as a person, yeah, you know, I would course, never be, course. even the beef I had with Dizzy, I didn't even want to it to go like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like none of that stuff. I, I want an MC like that. And if you look at rappers today and MC and today, it's built off beef. It's built off of all that stuff. And everyone's That's happy. What whatever. But back in the day, I was the first one to be like, to tell the man them stop beefing or, do you know what I mean? Stop like dealing with man's hustle on tracks and whatever. But yeah, man, it was never like malicious. It was just, it was just my opinion at the time. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, you know what? And, and, and it's good. And it's good. And, and to be fair, I, I kind of respected you more for it because th th at that time, obviously I was running around doing certain things. So the fact that you were outspoken about it, I was like, okay. Do you know what mm. I mean? Because a lot of people, a lot of people had that thought process or that thought thing, but wouldn't say nothing. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that you actually said it, I'm like, this is, this is a real one then. Because a lot of people I, had that opinion. I, do you know what? I, say I, nothing. I appreciate that you didn't come looking for me at the time because I know how you were going on it. <laughs> I know how you was going on them times there, so I'm a lucky guy, actually. <laughs> no, 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 it's all love, man. It's all love. Brother, I've got to keep it real, right? You see, your acting career, bro, has been, like, it's phenomenal, bro. Like, if not the best, definitely one of the best um, British actors that we have, man. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, I, was, I was looking over your um, your whole resume, and it, it it's mad, bro. Like, going way back to, like, I'm talking about Indiana Jones stuff, Grange Hill, The Bill, London's Burn. Mm. You've been in everything, bro. You've been in yeah. almost, every, almost every show. Mm. Yeah, it's been mad. It was mad like that, bro. I mean, listen, you know, I started early, bro. I started really, really early. That's why, you know, when I tell people my age now, when I'm like, I'm 37, the man's like, what? I thought you were like 45, 47 or something like that. But it's because I started when I was really young, innit? So the CV, obviously, from that point is going to be long but at the same time like it's just been consistent freddie and i know for a lot of other actors especially black male actors in the uk they can't really say their journey has been like that but for me i've been i've been lucky in a sense even though i've worked hard but i've been lucky in the sense that 
you know, I've literally gone from job to job to job. I've had a few times where it's been down for me like a year or so or whatever. But in those periods of times, I just, I just built um, and built and built myself and prepared myself for when it came back around. But yeah, well, you know what? I wouldn't say no, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it luck though, bro. Like, no, it's definitely not luck, bro. bro you put in the work, you put in the grind, you put in the, you have the skill sets, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's, it's, it's deserved. I don't, I wouldn't say it's so much lucky. I feel like you, you know what I'm saying? You, you reap what you sow, bro. And you've been, you've been sowing for a minute. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I guess it's my modesty or my humility that makes me, do you know what I mean, say that because um, and I guess there is, some, there is a certain amount of luck that is involved in, in this whole thing or maybe not luck, but knowing, you know, it's hard to know when the opportunities are there for you and when they're not, do you know what I'm saying? You know how it goes. So when something's yeah. looking at you in the face or whatever and it looks like a real opportunity or whatever and then you take it and it isn't and then you're back to square yeah. one or whatever, we make those mistakes all the time. So it's, but I've been, you know, I've been smart enough, I suppose, in that sense to know exactly what are the right opportunities to jump on and take and which ones are not. But, um, but yeah, like, obviously the graft has been, has always been there. I've been grinding for, for a while, bro. You used to go Sylvia Young? You used to go Sylvia Youngs? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, Sylvia Young. Yeah, I, I, school. I, used to, I used to go there, you know. I used to, well, no, that's a lie. I kind of used to go there. I used to come, I used to come <laughs> down there on the Saturday and Sundays, but I weren't. <laughs> I wasn't meant to be there. You know the ones there where you just come down there, like because everyone else, it was, it was the place. At one point, it was like the place to be. I went, and I wonder what, what I wasn't getting no auditions or no nothing, bro. And I realized that maybe the club wasn't paying. Like, I, used to, I didn't used to come there, man. Oh, you used to slide in and take classes, and brother, I used to slide in and take classes. I got, you know, I got one audition, you know, and that was to play um, in Grange Hill. You done Grange Hill, isn't it? You done Grange Hill as well. I got yeah. one audition in Grange Hill, and I was supposed to be, I was supposed to get robbed by Grip, Gripper. Is it Gripper? Yeah, Gripper. Okay. And I'm like, nah, I'm not having it. So I wish now I'd taken the opportunity in it. But at the time, I'm like, I'm not getting robbed by no Gripper on TV. That's, that's not, <laughs> that, that wasn't cool back then. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. <laughs> but now looking at it, that could have been the door opener. But Ash, get rich yeah. or die trying, bro. I think you, that, bro, that was too... 2005, 2004, you played um, Antoine, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Antoine in Get Rich or Die Trying, that was like, yeah, that was years ago, bro. Years ago, what's that? 15, 15 yeah, years ago, something now, isn't it? It's about 15 years, bro. I remember when I first saw you in that, and I was like, raw, like, man, you know, like, man from the ends in, like, you know, that was, those were the times when 50 kind of was popping, bro. So, like, when we saw you, like, saw you up on the screen in that, we we're like, wow, like, someone's actually made it clear out of the, you know what I mean, off the ends into something really, really, that's captivating, man. How did it feel to be working with 50 at that time? Well, it was brilliant for me, you know. It was, um, it was an experience and it was kind of like, you know, one of the times where I realised, like, right, we can actually, we can actually take this thing international, you know what I mean? Because before then it was just UK TV. There wasn't a really a UK-US link-up when it came to TV shows or whatever, um, or film. Um, so yeah, for me that was a, an amazing thing. Um, lucky that obviously the director was from Ireland, his name was Jim Sheridan. So he was big in the UK anyway, um, and he'd seen something. He'd seen Bullet Boy that I just did at that time. So it was off the back of that that I really got the job, and then kind of sending a sending a tape of me freestyling to Fifty, um, and that that just secured it. So before I knew it, bro, I was out. I was out there. I started off in Canada. We shot most of the bulk of the film in Canada. 
and then um, bits and bobs in New York. But it was one of the best times of my life. One of the worst times and best times of my life. My dad died in that period of time. So my dad died. He came out to see me and then died as soon as he got back after that. But, but yeah, you wow. know, I, I, did that, I did that film. I came back to London, set up my own company, opened my office, bought my house. Do you know what I mean? I was rare, rare. So it, it put me in a good, in a good place. Um, and I got like, I got a TV show called Hustle um, straight after it when I got back. So I was in that for like a year. So financially, it was the first time this thing had made me stable. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I feel like, right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I can actually feed my family and make a life out of this thing now. So I started taking it a bit more seriously at that point. But yeah, for that whole experience, that whole film, what it did for the game, what it did for me, you know what I mean? And, and UK and, and um, US relations was, was a big thing. No, 100%, man. And then me and you worked on um, Dead Man Running together. That was yeah, mad, yeah. you know? That, yeah, that was... Tell me, how did, bro, like, people were saying to me, like, what, what's 50 Cent like? Like, what's Curtis like? And for me, obviously, before I'd done Dead Man Running, I'd done a bit of bodyguarding, and I looked after him um, on a few different occasions when he came to the UK. But when we worked yeah. on Dead Man Running with him and Tamar and um, Danny Dyer and that, how did yeah. you find... How did you find... Like, how do you find 50? Because... Like, what's your opinion? That like, I find him as that is is all man. He's he's such a hardworking guy, bro. Like, and and kind of like you, you kind of speak to him, and you 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 kind of understand why he's got so far. If that makes sense as a person, like, how how do you find him? Um, I think the same, pretty much the same, bro. Listen, like I used to get up for work in, when I was out in the states with him shooting shooting get rid, and like literally he come in a in a um in the makeup chair in the morning, like four four thirty five in the morning sit down and spend three hours having all his tattoos um, sprayed over. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they had to spray over the tattoos because he was younger in that scene, so he didn't have the tats then or whatever. And he'd be sitting there yeah. with two, two blackberries, blackberry time then, so he'd have two blackberries, just taking calls, <laughs> both of doing meetings. Then between scenes, he'd be recording the music for the soundtrack. They had a, they had a truck. They had a studio on the back of it. The truck drove everywhere with us, so every location. He had one with a gym on it and one with a studio. And he used to go in there between scenes and after we finished shooting and make music, bro. So the guy was just non-stop, non-stop. And then he'd be out doing wow. events, club openings, this, that, whatever. And that, I'm telling you, that exact thing was what motivated me, what made me realise. I remember sitting there in my apartment one day thinking, I ain't doing enough, you know. Like, I'm really not doing enough. How can this guy, I thought that this guy just had like a manager, that man, that man, you know, like bare people around him that were making him big. But he was yeah. involved and over everything that happened in his, his shit, he made decisions for everything. So for me, that made me feel like, you know what, I need to control my own destiny. And that's the one, when I come back, that's when I opened my, my limited company. That's when I started like getting into tax and accountancy and do you know what I mean and lawyer stuff and contracts and whatever because that stuff I wasn't paying attention to before I was signing my life away when I was in so solid and that like just doing whatever rare, 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 getting the money or whatever but when I saw that that's when I started thinking thinking forward <clears throat> how is married life for Ashley Waters bro like because we you know what it is a lot of us we see obviously that the ground and we see everything and you got it's, you, you're not like like Jay-Z and Beyonce you know that like, you know that like, like a couple <laughs> That, you know what I mean? And it's lovely to see, man. It's lovely to see, man. I do the live, bro. I, I, I like, it's lovely to see, man. Like Married life is good, bro. Married life is good. And, you know, obviously we have, a, we have a really good connection. And it's good to have someone that is, like, in the business as well and that knows, do you know what I mean? Knows what you're, you're going through with it and whatever. 
Um, I suppose it gets hard as well sometimes because obviously her, with us being in the same business, it can get competitive between us, do you know what I mean? Because we both want to succeed and we both want things to pop for us and whatever. You know, when I'm doing shows like, you know, like I'm doing Bulletproof or whatever and there's, I'm trying to get a part for Dan in there or is there something for her in there or whatever, but it don't work out or whatever. It just, it gets difficult, man, because, you know, we have to live together and it's hard to see, it's hard to see that it's not popping for her the way it's popping for me at the moment, but... I, it's good for her to have me in that sense to just let her know that her time will come and do you know what I mean give her the advice that she needs in between those those downtimes those different times no 100% man and, and I love that man I came to the engagement party I was there at the wedding after party my thumb guest you know, you know the ones there you know like when yeah. you, like because that's when you know that you're real friends like everyone's everyone's friend but when you get invited to the engagement party and you get invited to the, the wedding and the wedding party and stuff you know that you, you'd be promoting from the guy that you didn't like rapping in English in America listen like you're one of them people like, I know we don't we don't talk week in week out or every day or whatever but when we talk we talk and when we hook up we hook up properly and it's all love and like and obviously bruv like i know for a fact that you see the people that you're meant to have around you the people you're meant to have in your circle you know this i know this they're meant to inspire you they're meant to be better you know what i mean you're meant to want they're meant to inspire you they're meant to be giving you something you know what i'm saying if you're the smartest man in your circle it don't make no sense you being in there anymore. You've outgrown that room. You need to move to a different room. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> Real talk. And that's what, yeah, 100%. And that's why it's good. Like, people like you know, you know, I have a lot of fastidious, hardworking, grafting people that start something and finish something around me. Do you know what I'm saying? And those are the people that I like to have, bro. So, um, 100%, you'll always be in that said, list. He, he said, wait, what's that word? He said fastidious. Wow. Bro, fastidious. I don't, I don't even, I like listen, listen, just just people just people that are on it. So if you want to just put, put it in layman's terms, do you know what I'm saying? Or break it down for people. It's just people that are on it. And when they say they're gonna do something, they do it. And in this game, especially in the creative arts, music, acting, whatever, producing, you know how it is. There's just a lot of hot smoke. There's just a lot of people mm. talking about, yeah, this is happening. And I'm doing this and rare, 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 and this and that, and all the way up flew to LA and rare, rare. And you know, for 90% of them, nothing ain't going on. It's just talk. But there's 10% that is really happening, and they're really going to see that shit through. And you're in, for me, you're in that category. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's why you've got, I've watched you get all your own films off the ground, finance your own shit. Do you know what I mean? Like from start to finish, bro, and acting it, write it direct it you know what i mean it's hard for people to do that there's not many people in this world that can do them things from i'm telling you now otherwise everyone would be trying to do it but you can't you know what i'm saying like you have to have some sort of real inner strength and resilience to to do those things to get knocked back hundreds of times and still stand up and be counted and believe in what your idea is even though someone else doesn't like it or they don't want it um so and you know there's not many people like i say that are like that but you're definitely one of them so any wedding I have, if my new wife, if I'm divorced, I'm joking. You could you could come to all the weddings. I'm joking, baby. I'm joking. That was a joke. London, everywhere, anywhere who's listening, that was a joke. Yeah. That was a joke. Don't DM joke. me. No cap. <laughs>
So Top Boy, I got to talk Top Boy. You know what? I watched season one, I watched season two, and I was like, I, I need to be in season three, man. Even if I'm just somewhere in the back, somewhere, man. But I, season I know three I just come out. Yeah, so I wanted to be in it, but I couldn't. But I'm saying that I wanted to be in it. So I'm oh, like, sorry, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, like, I remember we, we were talking about the, before it, before the whole Drake thing happened, me and you met up and we had a little conversation about it and we kind of weren't sure which way it was going to go, man. But I'm really glad that obviously you stuck by it, man, and you stuck by your guns and you got, you know what I mean? You got it out. Um, how did that whole whole thing happen with Drake? That was literally, that was really organic, bruv. It was really like, he, so basically, I, I mean, I only worked this out when I had dinner with him recently, a few months before lockdown. And he was in, in the UK and we had dinner and he was like, I've never told you, but I watched Top Boy for the first time on YouTube. So I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I watched it on YouTube. It was on YouTube, the first season, but he literally had to piece it together. You know, they have episode one, part one, and it's the first 15 minutes. And then you have to yeah. find the next link for part two. I read it here. And he pieced it together like that while he was making an album. I can't remember which album it was, but actually he was going to call that album Top Boy because it inspired him so much that he was watching it while he was making the, t making the thing. But there was a lot of references on that album to Top Boy or whatever, but he didn't end up calling the title that. But anyway, he said that's where he watched it. And he was just like, he just thought, rah. And I, obviously, you know, I've been to Canada. I, I spent nearly six months over there uh, in Toronto. And their culture is so much more like London culture where, with, you know, the, the Caribbean um, English influence, you know what I'm saying? They've got a lot of that over there. A lot of my family live out in Canada as well that are Jamaicans, you know what I mean? So, and Dan's family as well from St. Lucia, a lot of them live out there. So there's a big Caribbean influence out there. So they kind of, um, they kind of affiliate with, with the UK more than anywhere else. So them, them watching Top Boy, they kind of understood it straight away. Um, and he was just like on it. And he just, I woke up one morning and there was a post on his Insta, I think it was, with a picture of my big head standing <laughs> at the top of the stairs on some council estate. Um, and under, uh, underneath, he put a comment like, Top Boy will rise or something again, rise again or something like that. Um, and everyone was just going mad in the UK, obviously, like, oh, rah, Drake posted you, this and that, whatever. Legends from, from Runaway hollered at me, was like, listen, like, you know one of them guys that knows everyone? But he's like, listen, I know, <laughs> I know my man, innit? And a couple of his people. So if you want to shout out, if you want them man to shout you out or you want to talk to them man, they let me know. And literally, I was late. I was driving with my kids in the car and I got a call from his manager. Um, and I thought it was a joke. I was like, who's this? And he was like, yeah, you know, it's Drake's manager, it's future. And I was like, nah, man, um, who's this? Stop messing about, stop messing about. My kids were there laughing in the background. Ah, you're getting punked, you're getting punked, whatever. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then they scheduled a phone conversation for me and him. So I spoke to him. I spoke to the big man. And he was just like, I love the show. When's the show coming back? And I was like, it's not. It's, they, they, they haven't commissioned it. And he was basically like, we'll see about that. And then, brother, a year later, a year and a half later, the deal was on the table for Netflix. And I was like, right, it's happening. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's see, that, that it, was, it kind of lends to the whole thing about tenacity, man. Never giving up, bro. That's that's amazing, man. And in, of course, inspiring at the same time. So, like, if you could, all right, so, like, Ashley Waters now, if you could go back to, like, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago or 25 years ago, what advice would you give to the younger version of you? Like, if you could talk, if you could talk to the younger you, what would you say to yourself? Um, I think the most important thing I would say 
would be don't let your past ruin your future. I think so many people do that in different ways. And I did it in a way of, because I didn't have my dad, I was an angry young man. So when I was in So Solid, you know, like a lot of the things I was doing on the road and do you know what I mean? How I was getting myself into trouble and this and that or whatever was to do with not, um, not accepting my past, not accepting, you know, the things that had gone wrong before that point in order for me to accept the goodness that, you know, accept the goodness into my heart that was there in front of me. So I think that would be the main thing I'd tell myself is just don't let your past affect your future. I think there's a lot of youths out there doing that right now that feel like because the past has been so bad, they can't have a better tomorrow. So what's the point? You know what I'm saying? I might as well ride out. Mm. I might as well do this. I might as well do that or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, you can change as soon as you want to change, my brother. You can change as soon as you want to change. And I'm <clears> testament <throat> I'm testament of that. You're testament to that. Because I know you was not this guy way back in the day. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you was not this person, bro. And I didn't really know you then, but I knew of you. Do you know what I'm saying? So man have to like wise up and just know that you're not going to be able to do this road thing and this stupidness forever. And the minute that you get locked down and they shut you down in that pen for a long time, you're going to start reading the good book. You're going to realise the error of your ways or whatever, but it's too late for you to, to do something physically then. Do you know what I'm saying? Mentally you can, but physically, and you know what I mean? You can't change anything. So I just say anyone who's thinking that, you know what I mean? It's over for them. Yeah, that's I mean, or if I was talking to myself, like you say, what I'd say, wise up. There ain't that much. There ain't as much time as you think there is, and do something special with it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's amazing advice, man. It's amazing advice, bro. I'm gonna set you up nicely now. Look, I've, this is how much I've got you, bro. I'm gonna set you up nicely. What has been your proudest moment? One of my proudest moments, <laughs> obviously, bro. Listen, I, I say this all the time, anyway. My proudest moments are my children, hundred percent, my kids. Mm. You know, and obviously, like, like marriage as well. I never, I. I never thought I would ever get married, bro. I never thought I'd get married. Actually, I was against it for until I met Danielle. She's the first person that ever made me think like, yeah, this could, this could work, do you know what I'm saying? Like I can roll with this woman and she encompasses, she has everything that I kind of need, intelligence, good looks, obviously. Do you know what I'm saying? She's in my profession, smart, whatever. Um, uh, so yeah, it was the first time I realized that. But then other than that, like, or as well as that, coupled with that, um, my children, my children have been my proudest moments, but have also been my saviour, my brother. Trust me, they've saved me from making some really stupid decisions, and and they always ground you in a sense of, you know, like you can you can be anyone you want to be outside that door when you're out there with your peoples working and flying here to there and making money or whatever. But the minute you get back in that house, you're just you're just the dad and Ashley. You know what I mean? And, mm. and that, it just grounds you, like it makes you know they they don't treat you like like you're someone famous or whatever, they treat you like your dad, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and you get to have that. Um, I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, man. That 100%. normal, it, it, you come home, you come home and it becomes normal again. For, you know what I mean? You have, you have that normality in your house. Like you said, you're just dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's beautiful, man. So, so like, okay, I know, I know you've had loads and loads of highs, bro. Like, what's been your lowest point, man? Like, what's been... That's what's been one of your lowest points because obviously a lot of people we always see the highs we see the glamour we see like you're kidding it right now with bulletproof and the top boy and we all see what manifests from all the hard work but we mm. rarely get to see what the low points are man like you know what i'm saying there's so many people out here 
um, celebrities and stars that commit suicide through mental health and can't take the strain and the pressure. Like you said, he was out of work for a while and you don't know when the next mm. money's going to come in. So, like, what's been one of your lowest points? Well, that, that, I think that was one of the lowest points, knowing that, like, you know, I went through, I went through, I went through bankruptcy, bro. So, um, and a lot of people don't know that, but I went through bankruptcy, I think, like, or maybe, like, seven, seven, eight years ago now or something like that. Um, and that was tough for me, bro. Really tough for me, you know. Was, I, I just got married, married at the time. So I was in my last year of bankruptcy. I was going through a three-year insolvency. Um, and I, funnily enough, you know, before, when I declared myself bankrupt, which I had to because I had so much debt, um, I declared myself bankrupt. And then they keep you in this, this state where they take all, for three years, they take all your money. And they wow. divvy it up between all the people that need to be paid. And they give you a, an allowance every month to pay your bills and pretty much, you know, just to maintain yourself or whatever. Um, and I made the most money in that three years, bro, that I ever made oh, in my life. Oh, man. That's mad. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Like, the weirdest thing. I made the most money, but I couldn't have any of it, couldn't spend any of it. So it went into, to all the people I owed money to. But that was like a, a hard time. And it was like, you know, when you've had so much success and you've had so much, it's really difficult to, to let people know that you're down. You know what I'm saying? You know when mm -hmm. everyone thinks that you're up, um, to kind of let people know that you're down, to go and ask for help, to, to go back to my mum and say, do you know what, borrow me this, cause I need this, or do you know what I mean? Or whatever, to help the family and this and that, or whatever. And that was a difficult time for me, bro. And, and throughout that time as well, I, I developed depression, bro. Like everyone else, I get, I get depressed, you know, sometimes. And um, I mean, the first time I kind of, I went through it probably was with my dad and whatever. And that, that ended in me like drinking a lot, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of alcoholism. Um, and then I come through that but then the second time it was just like you know I, I became a bit reclusive I didn't want to work do you know what I mean I didn't want to do anything or whatever because I felt bad about myself when it comes to the whole, my whole financial status or whatever so not a lot of people wouldn't know that those things and I've gone through all of those and this is why it brings me back to what I was saying before that like the darkest hour of the night comes just before dawn bro people should know that so you see when it's getting it, it's at its toughest for you. It's the hardest it's ever been. Just know the light is coming next. You know what I'm saying? And if you can ride it through that, that darkest piece, and get through that to the other side, you're bound to see some beautiful light, brother. And you're going to be cool. But, um, but a lot of people give up at that point, like you're saying. So uh, I guess it's the message is struggle through. Bro, you know what? Nah, man. You know what? You're an amazing guy, you know? I'm not, no, bro, seriously, man. Like, I'm not just saying it because you're my brethren. I'm not <laughs> just saying it. Like, like, we talk and we talk, man. And you know what? I feel like a lot of people surface talk, but they don't really talk. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? And it's like, this conversation here, obviously I've known you for, 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 for years now and we normally talk about making films together or well, Ash, get me some. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we normally talk superficially, man. But, but, but having this conversation, man, it's just real. It just shows me like a whole different layer of you, bro. Like, you know what I mean, I'm, I, I'm proud to kind of I've been on this journey with you, man. Like, you, you, I feel like you you inspire so many people, and even more so, you're you're very humble, man, and you're honest with it. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. Have to be, bruv, have to be. I think the one, the worst mistake I can make with all of what's going on, especially the success in the hype, is not to tell the man them and the people that are coming up behind us about the hard work that goes with it, bruv. I feel like 
all we do really these days with social media or whatever, and it's easy, even I do it, do you know what I mean? It's, I post the, the most beautiful, amazing parts of my life and the successes and whatever. And that's what people kind of, they stitch them things together and they think that's what it all is. But no, we're human, man. We're human. We, you know, me and my wife argue and we fall out and sometimes I'm not a good parent. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I make the wrong decisions and sometimes I ain't got the money to get something and I've got to do this and do that and whatever. And it's just like, we're all human. And if you believe, I don't want people to sit there and believe like, you know, you see these men standing around Lamborghinis and this and that or whatever on their Instagram. They too have bills. They too, you know what I'm saying? It's all relative. Mm. Sometimes they can't pay their mortgage. Don't let them think that it's all sweet <laughs> in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Whatever mm. they want to maintain, that's what they're trying to maintain. So they'll do what they have to do to do it. But we all struggle. We all have to duck and dive. And we're all human. We're all in this together. Do you know what I mean? None of us, none of us yet are, are Richard Branson or Bill Gates. You know what I'm saying? So we should all stop no, fronting like we are at the end of the day. <laughs> we're all trying to build something and grind. You know what I'm saying? So you know what, right? This is another thing that I do on this podcast to try and keep it as real and as honest and as, I guess, open as possible. I give anyone I'm talking to an opportunity to ask me a question. Um, so is there anything you want to ask me? Um, uh, what is it? Oh, what is that I wanted to ask you? Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Why? Why did you stop rapping? Wow. Do you know what? A few people ask me that. And I'm going to get into... Because I asked oh, the question, you don't want to talk no more. <laughs> no, I'm here, man. All right, so why did I stop rapping? I'll be honest with you, right? So I got to a point where I was spitting bars every single year. I used to say to my, to my kids, like, to my youngest son, like, who, like who's your favourite rapper? And he used to always say to me, ah, oh, dad, you are. Dad, you are. Dad, you are. <laughs> and then it got to a point where I think I must have asked him who was his favourite rapper. And he was like, Dizzy Rascal. I was like, what? Dizzy? He goes, yeah, Dizzy Rascal. And at that point, I was like, raw. And then he was like, Dad, I think you're a bit too old to like be, you know, running around the stage and all that kind of stuff. And so I looked in the mirror one time and I remember looking at myself thinking, wow, like I can't continue to, to, to be this guy that I was trying to be. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's a rap, this rapper. Um, and that's why I kind of stopped at that point, even though I was doing all right and doing things in America and I was actually doing okay. But that was the kind of turning point for me because I was getting older. Um, looking back at it now, I guess I shouldn't have stopped. And I'm kind of like looking to go back in the studio and do some more bits and pieces, man. More as a creative rather than trying to be the next rapper. Do you know what I mean? But that was the, the turning point for me. I guess when my son was like, kind of got to stop. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that was it, really. <laughs> that's, that's so mad. That's so mad. Because actually, well, from what you said, he didn't actually tell you you should stop. Yeah, no, nah, he didn't really tell you to stop. He just kind of, he gave you a um, he gave you a wake up call as to like there's a new sort of scene or whatever I suppose in it rather than yeah, saying yeah. that you're you're not good enough to go on. But I get you and listen, I've had that same drill at my confidence when it comes to to music. But I'd say to you, you should just keep going, bro. Definitely go back in the studio, bro, because you was good. We got to do a track together then, because I'm actually writing. I'm actually writing something. Um, I'm gonna drop something probably after this whole um, uh, lockdown thing and I want to drop yeah. something you know what I mean so it would be good for us to get in the studio man and record a track man you know what I mean 100%, 100%. Yeah, alright so just, just to finish off right I've got, I've got a couple games man we play a couple games man just to lighten the mood because you know like some of these conversations can take you to a place where it's like you come off thinking raw like 
that was a bit deep. So, couple games, man. So the first game is quick fire, quick fire games, right? So I'm gonna ask you a set of questions, and you need to answer them quick. Yeah. Alright. So, so the first one, tea or coffee? Uh, coffee. Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise? Denzel Washington. Tits or bum? Bum. Bath or shower? Shower. Michael Jackson or Prince? MJ. Save or spend? Spend. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, I hear that. Especially after you've been saving, they've been taking all your money, man. You're like, nah, I'm trying to spend some of my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, horror, movies, horror movies or comedies? Horror. Okay. I didn't know that, you know. I didn't, really, I didn't know you was into horror like that. Bruv, we, we're horror connoisseurs in this house, bruv. That's yeah. all we watch. Our favourite I, like, I like the omens, man. Damon Omen. Nah, do you know what? Like, um, so for me, I like any horror movie that you never see what... You never see the ghost, so you never see what it is. I don't like to... The minute I, I see what it is, I get taken out of it a bit. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm into like paranormal activity or oh, the Blair yeah. Witch Project or, you know, things like that that are more suggested. That's my sort of thing. Oh, I hear that, I hear that. So the last game is called Freddy's Freaky Friday. So I've got six categories, right? And there's ten options. I need you to pick um, six numbers. You can repeat the numbers, it's cool. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen on Friday. Yeah? On your Friday night out. So give oh, me six real? numbers. Yeah, give me six numbers. <laughs> All right, so um, nine. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Five. Yeah. One. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And ten. And <laughs> ten. Right, let me go to my list. Right, so, okay. So you're going to have a regular sex. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> you're gonna... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're going to have regular sex. With Madonna, what <laughs> in your parents' bed? In my parents' while bed. Listening, bed. <laughs> <laughs> while, while listening, <laughs> while listening to hip hop, and yeah. then when you finish it, you're gonna vomit, and as soon as you get up, you're gonna leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, the last one again. As soon as I get up, I'm going to what? Leave the country. As soon as I get up, I'm going to leave the country, that yeah. Right, yeah, Daniel said, yeah, that would be right, because I'd be... <laughs> <laughs> dope, dope, no, that was dope. Nah, That's a good man, one, that man. one. Brother. Yes. Yeah, wicked, brother. I taught you real soon, man. Brother, mad love for that, brother. Thank you, man. I'm a brother. Luke, big up here. Yeah, yeah thanks uh, a lot. Call me later. Yeah, we'll do. Daniel, take care, babe. Bye. See you later, brother. Bless, bless. Yeah, right, bless, bless, bless. So guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Room 26. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, tell your friends, dogs, cats, budgies, share. I don't care. Just tell the whole wide world. And let's make Room 26 the most listened to UK podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Room 26 underscore podcast. That's at Room 26 underscore podcast. Thank you.